Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And you're tuned into Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. Thanks to Encyclopedia for the previous hour on 3CR Community Radio. I'm Iris and I'm joined in the studio today with Eric, who's going to be talking to me soon about the Rise Queer Project. But first, I'm just going to give an acknowledgement of country. We're broadcasting over the Solon lands of the Kulin Nations, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples. Genocide continues here, and Indigenous sovereignty was never ceded. I'd like to pay my respects to Indigenous elders past, present, and future, and acknowledge any Indigenous listeners tuning in. Um, the, str- the struggle for land rights... Sovereignty, self-determination for Indigenous peoples continues. And, yeah, it's really important to keep that in our minds. Um, And just a few words on... Since I was on radio, a lot has happened with the Japarong Embassy struggle. There was an important fundraiser this week that raised thousands of dollars. And it's a really important way to support land defence is if you want to put your money there, if you have it, especially if you're a white non-Indigenous settler like myself put your money in towards self-determination activist projects for Indigenous peoples. And you can find that, the link to that, the Japarong Heritage Embassy Facebook and website. Um, yeah, so from that, some stuff about our show today, we're going to be talking to Eric and also some music and news later in the show. So, I'm joined, as I said, by Eric. How are you, Eric? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, Eric is from Rise the Refugee, Exitainee and Survivors organisation based here in Melbourne um, that demands an end to mandatory detention as well as calls for a whole range of injustice, calls attention to a whole range of issues of injustice. Um, a really important organisation, an organisation I've learnt a lot from. Um, could you tell listeners any more about RISE that, that might not people listeners might not know about? Yeah, so um, RISE is the only um, organisation in um, so-called Australia that is run entirely by, run and managed and governed, of, of course, by ex-detainees, asylum seekers and refugees. So all of the work at RISE um, all of the decision making and um, uh, everything about RISE is led, managed, decided by ex-detainees, asylum seekers and refugees. Yeah, Yeah, cool. And a big difference um, with RISE compared to a lot of organisation as well as that difference is RISE doesn't accept government funding. Could you talk about that principle? Um, yes. So um, RISE do not compromise on what um, we do. So because of that, we do not accept any form of government funding um, to make sure that we are independent. Awesome. Um, so you're a part of the Rise Queer Project and it's using a self-determination model that's buying for queer refugees. Could you talk about the aims and visions of the Rise Queer Project? Um, the Rise Queer Project was set up about four years ago. 
um, in responding to a very um, pressing needs from rice queer members in um, um, in terms of um, welfare um, mm-hmm. and um, other needs that um, is very specifically um, that is really specific um, from queer refugees that are not um, that are usually not really thought about by other people um, but because um, yeah so for various reasons so the Rice Queer Project was um, um, initiated um, and at um, how do you say it so um, Rice Queer Project is run on also on the self-determination mm-hmm. model where only queer refugees are the decision makers in terms of where what programs we will be running or we will stop running what pro um what will be the direction of um of our project um what we would like to do what sort of stuff um is needed or is not needed um so ev- um all of us who run it are queer refugees and um we want to um, assert the. Um, we want to assert ourselves that as queer refugees, we should be able to make decisions about our lives and our future, and that no service providers, no government agencies should interfere with our lives. Mm, yeah, that's so important and and powerful to have that. Um, what are the differences between working with Rise and working with other? LGBTI organizations that are led by um, white people, I guess. What are differences for you? Um, I think I can only speak in um, from a um, how do you say it? I think um, what makes Rice stands apart um, is that um, all of the um, because Rice is run by people who know what the system is like as survivors, as mm-hmm. um, as refugees, as ex-detainees. So obviously it's very different to um, to another to other organizations that are run by um, people who are not coming from the same community for um, for their own I think for their own individual benefit. Um, so obviously, um, rice model and is that that's why rice model is very unique in terms of um, all of the um, all of the funds we receive go directly to um, to rice members who are ex detainees, uh, refugees, and asylum seekers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah, and um, in sort of your um, um, in sort of the event for this, you've been drawing attention to a lot of the important work um, that's already been that Rise has done in, in terms on on for queer Rise members. Could you talk a little bit about that? Um, can you please repeat the question again? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Rise has drawn attention to things like. The marriage equality survey and queer refugees are left out of that has drawn attention to um, 
hormones um, as well? Um, yes, so all of that is completely done by our queer refugees members. Um, that is when um, issues that are affecting us, uh, when, when we are facing with um, these issues, we would come together um, and we would meet and we would make decisions about what needs to be done, what we want to get out, um, what we want to get out, what we want our message to be. And we strongly urge the community to um, um, to make sure that um, um, that they don't take up um, that they don't speak over us that um, we are around. Um, we have sp um, there are things that only us can speak for ourselves. There are things that only us can make decisions about. So just um, support us and don't speak over us. Um, yeah. And make sure that um, don't throw us under the bus. Like, let's say, like what happened with the marriage equality um, campaigns, um, that kind of stuff. Mm, yeah, definitely. So in terms of the event, you'll launch... Shing on April 13th, the fundraiser dinner at um, 6 to 10 p.m. at the Arrow at Swanston. And the venue is wheelchair accessible. Could you talk more about what's going to be happening on that night? Um, yes, so we are having an upcoming um, launch. We are So after four years of running the project um, quietly in-house for mm -hmm. our queer members, we have decided that we would like to officially launch the project and to also um, hopefully use that as a um, as an opportunity to um, to gain more support and to raise more funds to um, support um, the sustainability of our project and to ensure that our rise queer members um, can continue to run our own project in our own terms. Um, so on the night, um, we will be having a dinner, um, a trivia game, and an auction of various um, tickets to workshops or, um, sorry, items items on the auctions are various items like tickets to workshops or like um, artworks and merch merches from different bands yeah yeah it sounds awesome and I encourage everyone to get along if you can and support the project um, is there anything else you'd like to add in terms of the night and that I know you've put a call out for an Auslan interpreter that's a person of color yeah um I think I think that's it I but I think I would like to um again reiterate the importance that of queer refugees running our own things in our own terms um and that um um, also, I would like to, I think, raise the point of a lot of um, white queer organizations or white queer community in general continuously put us under the bus um, conti or continuously use us for their own benefit, for their name, for their capital. 
um, anything that they could gain from us without actually um, taking a step back and let us to speak on behalf of ourselves um, and or people. And also there are many different um, organizations that sort of like they talk about queer rights, but when rights, um, not, not rights, but when queer refugees mm-hmm. come in to get support, they they don't want to support. Or even refugee organizations um, claiming to support refugees, when, ref- when people come in, refugees come in, they refuse to support. So that's why going back to um, the importance of RISE Queer Project, mm. what makes it so important is it's run by and for queer refugees. So we know what is our struggle. We know what needs to be done. We know the steps that um, that we need to take in order to get things done. And so we should be able to make decisions about our lives, our future in our own term, not in anybody's term. Yeah. Yeah, that's all so important. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining me in the studio here today at 3CR. Next, I'm going to talk about Trans Day of Visibility, um, which was other... It was Sunday last, yeah, last Sunday, a week ago. Um, and there was lots happening on, on that Sunday. There's an excellent podcast that listeners can check out that was produced by Out of the Pan because Out of the, Out of the Pan um, that week had the Trans Voices of, of Colour panel happening. Um, definitely check out that. It's really excellent to listen to that podcast on Out of the Pan just at 3cr.org.au. Um, and there was also a, ra- a little rally in the city that I attended, and this was a speech, um, there was a speech given by Laura that I'm going to play for you on air today. That I want to talk about, um, so yeah, I guess I'm going to do that now. Sure. So, while we as a community have made significant ground in recent years, as far as visibility is concerned, there is still a lot of work to be done. Our community still faces massive amounts of stigma and violence, underemployment and unemployment, difficulties accessing adequate healthcare and mental health services, as well as inadequate access to safe emergency housing and refuge. We know that these issues disproportionately affect First Nations trans people and trans people of color. disabled trans people, trans people who are sex workers, migrant trans people, and trans people who are non-English speakers. We know it is these groups of trans people who face the highest levels of over-policing and violence. We know from experience that these issues will not be resolved by themselves. That change has never come from the above, and that in order for us to see a better world for all trans people and generations of trans people who come after us, that we must unite, organize, and mobilize to stand up and fight together. However, we cannot allow the burden of this to be ours alone. For too long, trans voices have been left out of conversation and ignored, and instead replaced by the voices of cis people, however well-intentioned they may be, who feel that they can talk for us. This is not solidarity. Solidarity is amplifying the voices of trans people and allowing space for us to talk and taking a step back and listening, as well as having our backs when we need them. There is a real and imminent threat facing the most marginalized and vulnerable of our communities. There is a growing far-right fascist movement in this country as well as globally. 
We cannot let this threat be ignored. We are now in a time where politicians and media sensationalists are stoking the flames of white nationalism and hatred. Where neo-Nazis feel emboldened to march through our streets and call for a white ethno state. This is unacceptable. These groups seek to destroy the most vulnerable in our communities. They want to see a world where trans people and the rest of the LGBTQ plus community no longer exist. A world where Muslims and people of color are not allowed to exist. And I feel like everyone should be very pissed off about this. <laughs> Instead, we live in a country of so-called Australia where the broader community remains apathetic and this only serves to legitimize, to legitimize the hateful cause that these groups are pushing. We're also facing a movement of so-called feminists whose warped ideology focuses on hate and disdain for trans people and sex workers, especially trans women and especially the women in the sex industry. This is not feminism. These turfs and swerve groups currently have footholds in the trade union movement and other organizations. Shame! Their hateful ideology serves only to help aid the dehumanization of trans people and sex workers and gives credence to the growing far-right movement, making them no better than the neo-Nazis that they claim not to associate with. This year, the International Women's Day Organizing Committee failed to keep their commitment to exclude these turf hate groups from their March 8th rally. This is unacceptable and illustrates how little respect for the lives and safety of trans people the broader population has. It is time for us to stand up against the growing spread of fascism. It is time for the trade union movement to stand up against this hatred and to show real and meaningful solidarity with their trans comrades. I call on the union movement to adopt an ethos, an ethos of true and meaningful solidarity with their trans comrades. They must be committed to rooting out any and all transphobia within their organizations, and they must be committed to standing side by side with us and fighting the hate that is facing every marginalized community in this country. This must include trans people and sex workers too. As unionists, we know we get the best result when we stand together. This growing fascist movement is a working class concern. We've seen throughout history that when the far right rise, they come for the unionists too. So it is within the trade union's best interest to help stamp out this hatred now, before it is unmanageable. I'd also like to take a quick moment to give a shout out to the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union, RAFLU, who today voted unanimously to endorse this rally's statement of support for trans folks. And I hope to see the rest of the trade union movement doing the same throughout this week. We cannot allow our most marginalized to fight this alone. We need the backing of the trade union movement and every leftist organization in this country if we are to see a better world for our future young people. A world without hatred and discriminatory violence is only achievable if we stand up and unite to fight the right. To all my trans brothers, sisters, and siblings, I wish you guys a very safe, happy, and loving trans day of disability filled with camaraderie and friendship. Our existence is resistance, and for that I am very proud of all of my amazing, visible trans siblings. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Before I leave, I'd just like to strongly encourage everyone to get involved with their local anti-fascist organization. 
No Nazis, never again. No Nazis. No Nazis. No Nazis. No Nazis. Thank you. And that was Laura at the Trans Day of Visibility rally in Melbourne, so-called Melbourne. Um, joining me on the line is Sid from another rally, I think. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, Sid, um, Sid is um, one of the organisers of the rally of... Uh, what's your... It's Trans Action Warang Sydney. Um, yeah. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks for the call. Um, and that was really good to be able to listen in um, to some of those chants from Melbourne, um, especially the No Nazis Never Again. I feel like uh, the Melbourne rally had a bit more of an insurrectionist um, feel than ours did. Yeah. Really nice, to, really nice to see. Yeah, it was very much, um, yeah, not, not holding back anything. Yeah. Um, that... Uh, I was very much impressed by the rally that you helped organise. It was so many. I just saw pictures of so many people. Had a big rally and a big march. Can you talk about the rally? Yeah, so I'd say that we had about over um, a thousand people there, um, which marched down King Street. We started our rally at the Hub um, with the Welcome to Country by Elder Graham Sims, um, who's a Gadigal, a proud gay Gadigal man from the Aurora Nation. Um, we then had really amazing um, um, speeches by Chantel um, from who's a first sorry um, from Chantel who's a I was about to say First Nations but that is um, not true um, Chantel who is well First Nations but not to to hear from um, New Zealand um, and talking about her experience with street based um, sex work and decriminalisation. And, um, yeah, just some of those experiences and how, um, how like, the cops will never be our friends. Like, and, um, yeah, the, sorry, I'm really stuffing this up. Yeah, um, yeah so, yeah, it was, it was really good to have um, some, like, um, strong anti-police sentiment um, talking about the ways mm. that, um, that trans um, sex workers and especially trans sex workers of colour are, are criminalised and... Um, are always going to continue towards that criminalisation, so the importance for a decrim model and also recognise that decrim isn't decrim for everyone and that um, a, a lot of work needs to be done to ensure the safety of migrant um, sex workers. So that was really good to have talks about that. We then heard from Hayden Moon, who's like a proud brother boy um, from Wiradjuri Country, like Legally Blind and who's a um, member of Transaction Rang and has also done a, month, a number of interviews with us um, yeah, speaking out about some of the issues that they've faced, especially homelessness and the prevalence of suicide in the in the trans community, and just yeah, how fucking all of our all of the resources that we have available to us are, and um, how the like effects of colonization um, have like affected uh, affected them. Um, as well as like being trans and how I guess one of the things that they said is that the gender binary came with the boat. Mm. And um, yeah, to rephrase something that they said here. And yeah, just, yeah, we also had a speaker from Auntie Lil, who's uh, an, indig an Indigenous sister girl, and she spoke about her experience of um, being a transgender woman and an inmate in New South Wales prisons. 
and um, spoke about um, witnessing the death of um, one of her close friends and another sister girl, Paris, and was very much talking about um, bringing yeah, the attention of black deaths in custody to the forefront of um, mm. any 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 resistance and any struggle that we have towards trans rights. And, yeah, then we had, like, an amazing performance by um, Felicia, um, Felicia, sorry, Felicia Fox, who's an amazing um, First Nations drag queen and just had a really heartbreaking, wonderful performance that, like, then we sped out onto the streets and marched down and, and uh, ended the day with some really, really um, amazing performances um, at the end of our rally at Hollis Park. Yeah, so that's how the rally went. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It looked amazing, and yes, I watched some of the live stream as well, and got to listen to some of the speeches as well at your Facebook page, Transaction Orang. It was a really impressive effort, and I guess like the day is like called Trans Day of Visibility, but it's like all of these speeches looking at the connections between um, transphobia and colonization and struggles for police and prison abolition and white supremacy. Yeah, like. Is showing how interconnected these things are, and it's really good to have those connections being made and like, like bring to the fore that we need like a multi-issue movement, and that's like um, where the like the struggle is. That's like where um, things really get momentum to like get radical changes when things are seen in that way. Yeah, I guess like it could have been a bit confronting for some people that were showing up expecting a trans day visibility. Um, to be about just a celebration of being trans, and as a collective, as um, as transaction, um, sorry, yeah, transaction Morang, we were like, we want to have visibility on our terms. We understand how dangerous visibility can be when it's just celebrated, or actually just for people to walk down the street and choose to be visible, and the danger and the harm that that can put them in. So we wanted to be like, well, it's important for us to have visibility and talk about trans issues. We want to, we want the visibility to be around the issues that affect us and the demands that we have as trans people. Um, yeah, looking at how all of these things interconnect and seeing, um, yeah, like sexism, colonization, and capitalism is like central to the way that we organise. Is challenging some of those things. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I suppose it goes back to it, like the day was well-intentioned and it's important to celebrate ourselves. Um, but we know visibility is like a mixed, many people have mixed feelings about it. We know um, black and brown trans women, street working, sex workers, low income, trans people that face criminalization because they're homeless. Um, like that sort of hyper visibility in those oppressive systems isn't a good thing. So I guess it's good to see like some more complex conversations about this day that's happened since twenty um is two thousand and nine, I think, or something like that. Um as well intentioned the stuff and the person that called it has done important activist stuff. But yeah, there are lots to discuss about it. Yeah, totally. I guess another thing that we wanted to do was really balance that between like having a community event where people could come together so the idea of like having a celebration at the end and highlighting trans performers and highlighting our resistance was really important um i guess in in melbourne you there's already a lot going on in terms of like the ways that people come together so many people have been pioneering that 
oh, that's a fucked word. Sorry, so many people have been building that, um, like that that form of like collective organising and, and transition playing, and there being events and uh, um, that are centred around like these really important issues. And so, I wanted to inject a bit of that more radical discourse into what we see in the in the Sydney trans scene, which is so, I guess, can really just be about music and that's really important for us to come together and celebrate but wanted to have an event where we can like build capacity meet each other um be seen um yeah all of those kinds of things yeah yeah it's really heartening to see um thanks so much for joining me on querying the air at such short notice um sid from trans action rang if you just tuned in i hope how What's your feeling after the rally about what's next? Oh, what's next? We have a few. We have a few things in the plans. Um, one of our members is really, um, really like we need to do something for NADOC. That's something we've got to do. Something really important for that. So that's something that we're like thinking about. We haven't had our debrief meeting or anything yet. We're all pretty damn tired, being a bunch of like, yeah, like not very many um, people organising, like fluctuating between like 10 and 4 you know getting things done um but we're maybe just going to do something a bit more social next with um the um Idaho Hobbit day or Idaho Hobbit is that what it's called yeah it is yeah yeah Idaho Hobbit week or Idaho Hobbit day we were thinking of um filming um and we're just waiting back to hear on venues that is filming um the movie criminal queers and then having a discussion about yeah criminal criminal like uh, prison abolition, awesome. uh, queer and trans resistance, and having a bit of a, a panel, um, yeah, on the intersections of of yeah transness and prison abolition. Cool. Um, we've run out of time. Thanks so much for right, the little you. chat. All right. Bye. Bye. And you've been listening to Queering the Air. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.